0: Our own planet is only a tiny part of the vast cosmic tapestry, a starry fabric of worlds yet untold.
1: Can a bitch talk. Yes. It's true!
0: <laughs> We're gonna smoke with you guys. I hope you guys can light it up, spark it up. If you can spark it up, light it up, hit me up. Okay. <laughs> What's up you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what's up you guys welcome back to bad cannabis talk it's your host victor and your co-host sandra what's up y'all what's up what's up what's up so yeah it's been a pretty interesting fucking week two weeks two weeks yeah
1: yeah we're so late
0: (laughs) we are sorry about the not being able to get to you guys next last week but um fortunately last week i was i ended up going to the hospital
1: And stayed there for like. stayed there for.
0: How many days? Eight days. Eight days? days? Yeah, I was in the hospital for eight days, you guys. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Says nobody ever, but. Yeah. You know, shit happens. So, we're going to talk a little bit about, I guess, what happened.
1: Yeah, well, you started, bitch. You looking at me (laughs) like, I'm going to tell the story.
0: Oh, man. All right, you guys. So, this is just kind of as a FYI in case you guys ever. go through the situation you can be a little bit more alert um so I was having a lot of pain like stomach pains like issue pains like with like diarrhea and constipation and like back and forth with this um for what, a couple of months now. No. yeah and um wasn't sure what was going on you know I was telling my nutritionist and we were trying to work on you know putting in more like flora into my into my digestion or putting more enzymes into my digestion and stuff like that um but nothing worked, and finally, you know, last weekend, no, the weekend before that was not. It was, was, the last
1: was not this last Sunday. The Sunday before, not today though, because what's today? Sunday. Sunday the what? The
0: eighteenth. Eighteenth, yeah. So yeah, not this Sunday, not last Sunday, the Sunday <laughs> before. I was having a lot of um, stomach pains, and it started off in the middle, like in my mid lower quadrant, and. I was fine at first, but then the pain got worse and worse, and then I, I moved over into the right lower quadrant, which just felt, it was excruciating. So, so what
1: did you think it was at first?
0: At first, I thought, I, I just thought I had, like, I had to, like, pass through whatever I had. Like you thought I thought you I was constipated? constipated. Okay. So, I was like, alright. So, I let it go, and then on Monday, I got up and I went to work, and I was just in so much fucking pain, I couldn't fucking deal with it, so I left halfway through. Half of the day, like, I, we did our surgeries, and I was out. And I got home, and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to sleep it off. Maybe, you know, just let everything run its course. So I took some milk magnesia. Like, I was like, all right, this So by work. that
1: point, you had still not gone to the lab. Like, you, you were still constipated. Yeah. Okay, so you No, problems. I had diarrhea.
0: Oh, you had diarrhea. After I took the milk magnesia, yeah. Okay. So I was like, fuck, man, what the fuck is going on? So on Monday night, I slept. So I got home at, like, 12, and I slept all through the night. All, all through the day, and then at night, I couldn't deal with the pain, like, it was, it got worse, so it was, like, very, very bad, so I felt, like, pulsating pains, and, like, very, like, like, knives being stabbed in my stomach, so I'm, like, what the fuck is this, so I started thinking, and I'm, like, well, if this pain's not going away, then it's got to be something to do with my appendix, right. because it's in the lo- lower right quadrant, so I was, like, all right, so I was, like, if I don't feel better in the morning, then I'll just Go, I'll go to the hospital.
1: Which would have brought us to Tuesday morning. To Tuesday morning. So you were sick since Sunday. Yeah.
0: And then on Tuesday, I got up, I got ready to go to work, and I'm like, no, I can't make it. So I just, instead of going to work, I, was, I literally went, got to commercial, and I'm like, fuck this, and I made a right instead of making a left. Mm-hmm. And I went straight to Holy Cross. And I was like, I need to get checked. So I I, I could have sworn it was an appendicitis. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I went to the hospital, checked in. I told them what my pains were. I was telling them, I think it's appendicitis. Like, can we figure this out? So they brought me in, finally took me into the emergency room. And they hooked me up to all these IVs and shit. And they're like, okay, they did um, ultrasounds. They took. They did x-rays. They took me in for a CT scan. So then they come back and they're like, oh, you know, you have some inflammation on your appendix. Mm-hmm. He's like, so they did the whole, um, I'm telling you, this is like, Holy Cross must be a teaching hospital because there was so many residents, so yeah. many like, this doctors Students. teaching all these people. And yeah. there was like a, in that fucking emergency room, I had like eight different doctors, like fucking listening,
1: yeah, observing, yeah,
0: going like they were listening to the ultrasound and each one practice, like going through the ultrasound, yeah, you know? And so, I had like eight people do an ultrasound on me. And pressing on your stomach, that's uncomfortable. So the pain just started getting worse and then every fucking doctor that came in afterwards would press and press and press and it got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And the pain was intolerable. Like I'm like, I need fucking pain meds. At one point I was like, my mom was there, I was already irritated, everybody's screaming. I'm like, I need something. Like I was holding on to the rails because it was so much pain. I'm like, fuck. So they took me, they put me, they Um, took me to a room um
1: and admitted you
0: and admitted me yes Mm -hmm. and then from there then i had a doctor come by and they're like oh we think it's you know appendicitis but we're not sure it could be chromes they kept saying oh it's probably it's chromes or diarticulitis um, you know, we need to get in there and see what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But
1: so they had planned on doing like a colonoscopy
0: or going... They were, they were trying to wait for me to pass, for me to pass a stool. Oh, a stool so they could so 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 test they a it. stool sample. Okay. But the problem was that I had been shitting all fucking night before. So it you wasn't shit done. coming out because I, I didn't eat nothing because I couldn't eat because I was in so much pain. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. And they kept saying, but we need a stool sample. And I'm like, well, I can't fucking give you one. So it went, we went through that for, like, a, two days. So, and then yeah, Tuesday, that was Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. And then on Wednesday night, night wasn't Wednesday Wednesday yeah, mm-hmm. I was in so much fucking pain, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. They had me on a liquid diet. So when they brought me out this, like, it was a sherbet, a lemon sherbet, and this, like, beef broth. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. After I had that, I sat down probably... 20 minutes 30 minutes later and i had the worst fucking pain ever and it felt like something exploded inside yeah. me and i'm like oh my god so i called the nurse and i'm like crying at this point i'm fucking like i'm in severe pain
1: yeah. so
0: she comes into the room and let me tell you something this nurse what was her name marilyn mallarin Ma- she i i let me tell you something. That was one of the best nurses. She was one of the best people and advocating for me in that in that hospital, and I applaud her for that. Like she I had my back a hundred percent, and I will never forget her. Um,
1: and she was a young nurse. She was, she was young. Wasn't. She was
0: new. You know. Yeah. So and I would. So I told when I called her, and she came in the room. She seen like so, Like I was, I was crying. There was, something, I, there was wrong. something wrong. So she says she's like, doing assessments. At this point, I have fucking cold sweats. I'm fucking like. In and out of fucking pain. Like, all I could, my body was like heating up and it would cool down. It would heat up and it would cool down. And, and I'm like, fucking, my blood pressure, was, it, my blood pressure was spiking and my fucking, everything was spiking. Fever. She's like, something's not right. So she calls, she's like, I'm going to call a code sepsis. She's like, I think you're going into, sept, uh, into septic shock. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So she calls a code septic. They come in and they're like, the resident doctor that's there, she's like, oh, he's fine. Don't worry. Um, we'll send him for for another CT scan. And she's like, no, there's something wrong. And she's like, well, we'll send him for a t- CT scan. But they never sent me for a t- CT scan. <laughs> Until the next day that I really was like, something is wrong. I told the nurse, I was like, because <clears throat> at that point, when they switched nurses, Lindsay was my other nurse, which was really fucking nice as well. She was awesome. And at that point, after I had already been told that that, that the nurse thought I was septic, like I, my mind just fucking like, went. The worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. And I'm thinking of every fucking thing possible. And I'm like, okay. I'm in so much pain at that point that they had to hook me up to a fucking pain pump. Was the pain pump after surgery or before surgery? It was after surgery. It was after
1: I mean? surgery.
0: So I kept getting fucking, nothing, morphine wouldn't touch me. Nothing, all wouldn't touch me. The only thing that would touch me was the lotted. And, I, and I'm like, they moved it from every three hours, to every four hours. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it was fucking just excruciating, okay? And then finally, I looked at that nurse, Lindsay, and I'm like, I, I need you to tell those doctors that you're communicating with. Because every time she would call them, it was like they were irritated. Because she would keep telling them, my blood pressure's spiking, my this is spiking, that's spiking. But they didn't want to treat me for anything because they didn't know what was going on.
1: What was wrong, yeah. So
0: they were like well we're gonna evaluate him we're gonna keep him and evaluate him evaluate him evaluate him well every time she would call oh Alexa fuck off yeah sorry medication time um so every time she would call every time she would call they would get annoyed and at one point she like she got annoyed and I can see it and so I was I told her I started like fearing for my life I'm like I'm thinking that worst case scenario, and I'm like, I need you to tell those doctors they need to come here, and I need them to assess me, and I need them to confront me because I feel unsafe now. I feel like something's going to happen to me, and I'm going to die here because they're fucking annoyed, and they don't want to fucking come see me. Like I I was really like going through it at that point. Um, So she calls them. The fucking charge nurse comes. I tell the charge nurse what's going on. They bring another resident doctor, and I'm telling her what's going on she's the one that finally sends me for a fucking CAT scan yeah. which then they found that I had a perforated bowel and so they had to rush me into surgery let me take this pill real quick so I go into surgery I don't remember even going into surgery I just remember going I remember them talking to me I guess I was just in so much fucking pain like I can't, I don't remember shit
1: yeah well I mean Jackie was there with you that morning until you went in right yeah so then Jack, because Victor had called me at 11.30 and told me that he was in so much, he was in severe pain, all of this stuff was going on, um... That he didn't know what was going to happen. He just needed me to stay by my phone. So I'm like, I'm yeah. freaking out by that point because it was too late. I couldn't go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, what the fuck do I do? So then I'm just waiting. And then he called me at 3.30 a.m. to tell me that he was going to get surgery the next morning. Mm-hmm. So then I had already prepped Oliver's dad the night before and was like, I'm going to have to drop him in the morning. Blah blah blah. So then... The next morning, I got up. I took Oliver to his grandparents, and then I went straight to the hospital. And you were in surgery at that point. I think you went in at like eight thirty. I got there yeah. at like nine, I think. Yeah, well, I think
0: was Jackie there? I think Jackie.
1: Jackie was there, and then she left to come walk Luna, and then oh, yeah. she came back. That was after surgery. Second, that was the second
0: time. No, that was, that the, was first the first
1: time, time? too. Yeah. Oh. So then um, we all waited. And you were in there for a long time. I mean, I think overall, they said the surgery might take an hour and a half uh, to two hours. I think it ended up taking three. Okay. And then you were in recovery for another probably two hours before Damn. they even
0: took you out. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. I just remember waking back up in my... In my Where did I wake up at? In my room. In the room. Yeah. And then I was, I was fine. But I kept feeling towards the end of that day, like, I, they wanted me to get up and start moving and doing all this shit, but nobody had told me what to do and how to how do it to correctly or shit, so, yeah. you know, I tried getting up, I tried walking around, the physical therapist came, whatever, so I kept trying to walk, and, because I know, you know, after, after surgery, the more you walk, the, the better the, the, pr- the promotion for healing is, Yeah. so I was like, alright, well, I guess with all that walking or whatever, um, I got I had a lot of fucking pain. A lot of pain and I I had to to the point where I they had to bring me a pain pump because I'm like I'm in so much pain. I I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So they brought me a pain pump that I can press every 8 minutes like if I needed it and it was a fucking um dil- dilated. Yeah. Fucking bitch, I was I was trying not to press that as much as possible. I was trying to like hold on without pressing it because I didn't want to cause myself any more injuries or any more problems. So, But bitch, I was pressing that bitch because they would come in every fucking hour to to every hour, every hour and a half to come and fucking see if you're doing okay and do your vitals and all that shit. And I'm like, fuck, I couldn't get no sleep. You get no sleep in a hospital. It's crazy. I'm like, fuck. You're supposed
1: to rest in a hospital, but they, I mean, I get it. They kind of have to, but it's like, man, you get no rest. But
0: it's better if they just put you on monitors and then they just keep track of the monitors yeah you know like ICU where it was so anyways so later on that afternoon or the next day I was in so much pain I was like what the fuck so the nurse had came in and I got up and I sat up and I coughed and when I coughed I felt like this fucking I just felt blood running down the sides of my fucking stomach and I'm like what the fuck so I, I thought it was sweat because I had been going through cold sweats again.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, fuck. So I thought it was cold sweats. So I you know I touched down and I when I pulled my fingers up, I seen that it was all blood. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I pulled my uh, hospital gown up. And when I pulled the hospital gown up, I noticed that, that where my gown was at, the yeah. crease was just completely covered in blood. And I'm like, fuck. So I call the nurse. The nurse comes in. She's trying to assess it, you know, she's like, oh, it doesn't look, you know, maybe it just came out of the side a little bit, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, shit. I coughed again and fucking what was that for? Blood just started rushing out, just like pouring out of me. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Because at this point I could feel it because you could feel the heat of the blood just
1: oozing down
0: the sides. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm bleeding heavily. So she comes in, they take my bandage off. Damn skipping. I was fucking... Just gushing blood out. Fucking... The blood wouldn't stop. The fucking... There's a a resident doctor that came in. They they got fucking ABD pads. They're putting pressure on it to fucking keep it from bleeding everywhere. I'm fucking sitting there. Then they call a doctor. Another doctor to come in. The doctor's 30 minutes away. So they're sitting there with fucking my wound wide open in the room. Fucking my body's upside down. They're fucking putting pressure on me. And then they're taking turns because... You know, one has to do this, one has to do that. And then it's like, the more they took turns, the worse it was because they put more pressure, more pressure, more pressure. And I'm like, oh my God. So I need to say that went an hour before the doctor got there while they were holding all that pressure on. And then he came in, he seen how what it looked like. So he's like, all right. So he started a pick line in my fucking groin.
1: Because at that point he knew that they they had to take, him, had back to take to him back to surgery and he, that was the fastest way to get him blood if they needed to give him a blood transfusion because exactly. at that point they didn't know how much blood he had lost where exactly the blood was coming if from it was internal if it, if was, it not, was internal so. or not yeah so he said that it was the safest thing to do to make sure that Victor would be fine and that they could nip whatever it was in, in the bud because Within they didn't that, yeah. know. For sure work because he was like, "I can open it up right now, but if it's something more than we can control right here, we don't have everything we need. Yeah, so um, they decided to do
0: that. which, yeah, so they had to take me back to, into the fucking surgery. All I remember was going straight into surgery, like, yeah, they took me from my room straight into the into the operating room, and um I just remember fucking them injecting the propo and I passed the fuck out. yeah, and I woke back up an ICU the next with day with a fucking tube still down my throat yeah that was fucking so they left me intubated in ICU after that so apparently there was a superficial clot going on in my fat and my fatty tissues mm-hmm. so they took out what how much did you say it was 400 cc's of clot
1: yeah i mean it was huge like there the was picture a was a lot huge. of
0: fucking clotting that had happened so they left my incision open and packed it and then took me into, into ICU mm-hmm. with, um, okay. to keep, that kept me intubated overnight, right? Yeah. Until the next day. And then apparently I was fighting trying to get the tube out of my mouth. I mean, since the night before, as soon as he got out and the
1: anesthesia was wearing off, he started trying to get the tube out. And so they gave him, they're, I mean they were giving him a bunch of stuff to try to keep him comfortable but nothing was working um he was still moving they strapped him down and they're like oh it's fine because his mom was like no he's gonna get out of those straps and they were like no it's fine it's fine so then they had to put mitts on his hands so that he would be able to so they had his hands his arms strapped mitts on his hands so he couldn't grab at anything and then um can you say she's left? she's scratching at something
0: so, yeah, so they put these big-ass mitts on my hand. I woke up, I remember waking up with a tube in my mouth. And uh, and, <laughs> fucking Sandra, I think that was, you were there, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. And you're like, it's okay, it's okay. And once I heard Sandra's voice, I have tried calming down. But, I, like, having that tube down your throat and trying to breathe.
1: So uncomfortable. Like, you're
0: trying to breathe yourself, but you can't breathe because the machine's breathing for you. So it's like, and then you have this tube down your throat where it's just like, you, you feel like... You're choking. You're choking, yeah. So I was like, all right. So once I heard Sandra, like... I was. I calmed down, and I've tried staying. I just like bit onto the tube.
1: He was biting that tube, <laughs> and the nurse kept yelling at him. I was like, "Victor, stop biting the tube, Victor!" Stop. Because he was also there was so much saliva. Yeah. They kept having to vacuum his mouth. They kept having to try to pull it out of his lungs because I think the reason they did that was because you had just had anesthesia. Exactly. And then you had a little cough. It was like a little phlegmy. So I wonder if they just thought they, they thought, thought it was the safest thing to give his lungs a break. Yeah
0: they so, didn't want to give me a, pul- a pulmonary edema that's yeah. what it was so in order to do that they wanted to give my my body a break and, and let the machine breathe for me so I mean that was probably the worst like hour because they made me when Wait, I woke an up hour. an hour I all I remember is an hour and I'm looking at the clock and I'm like this time is not moving at all yeah and fucking finally an hour later they pulled it out and then they left the nasal gastro tube which is just oh God, it's the worst fucking thing bro those tubes are just fucking horrible because it goes huh? in your nose, down your fucking air passageway, behind, to the back of your throat, and down into your stomach. And that shit because it's to suck out anything that's in there, any like
1: fluids Ucas that build up and, or shit yeah. like that.
0: But oh my God, it's the worst because you're trying to like, and on top of that, your mouth gets dry and you fucking can't really talk because the more you try to talk the drier the tube is and then you could feel it on your back of your vocal cords it's just it was just a bad 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 i hated that fucking tube the first time i had them take it out quickly and the second time they took their time on that yeah but i finally got it taken out and then i spent the rest of the night in icu with my nurse karen Mm-hmm. She was fucking awesome. She was a Jamaican lady. She was like, uh uh-uh. uh, if I'm not, if I'm not sleeping, you're not sleeping. I'm <laughs> like, damn, bitch. Okay, I guess you're right. But
1: I see you. All of those nurses were so. Yeah. Nice. I mean, all the nurses, most of the nurses there were very nice.
0: All of except the staff. One. Oh shit. it's just <sighs> one yeah it's just one nurse that his name was o'neal i did not, <laughs> not like him, call him was, out, i'm babe. calling him out bitch holy cross if you're listening <clears throat> get him off that fucking floor because he's got <clears throat> he's a good nurse he knows what the fuck he's doing he's just fucking arrogant and he's fucking a narcissist yeah and i don't fucking like that because he talked down to the other nurses and shit in front of me yeah. i'm just not down with that he disrespected my mom and my dad like bitch you got to go
1: yeah he wasn't very. he had a weird sense of humor he was yeah very strong and like mm.
0: just weird yeah he was just weird tall but. and squinky looking little motherfucker. <laughs> anyways but um i so i was in icu for what that that rest of that day yeah so for a day and you didn't even say days. what ha-
1: what actually happened to you the first time so when you had the first surgery they ended up taking part of your intestine. Oh, yeah. And they took his appendix because they said the appendix was infected and had pus and stuff.
0: Yeah, so I had appendicitis, and then I had a perforated valve, so they had to t- cut out, what, a foot and a half, they said, of yeah. of my intestine, and then they put a colostomy. So I have a colostomy for three months. Yeah. Um, and it's reversible, thank God. So in yeah. three months, I'll be going back into surgery for them to reconnect everything, um, and all this was caused to what they say is C. diff.
1: Well, they don't. I feel like they don't actually for sure know. They don't know for sure until he goes to the. Um, that's what you go to the gastrologist for because he'll Correct. tell you. But no, they,
0: no, they said it's from C. diff because they've given me medication the whole time I was there for C. diff.
1: I mean, that's what the surgeon did say. She thinks yeah. it was from C. diff because I did ask.
0: So C. diff is when you kill all the. it's, it's normally that's from right. antibiotics where you kill all your good and your bad bacteria in your gut and then it's kind of like MRSA where it it's a flesh-eating bacteria so then it it just starts eating away at your at your intestines yeah and that's what happened and then when I ate it went down and it fucking perforated my bowels yeah because so, it says
1: normally like if a person gets that as long as you have good and bad bacteria in your gut it'll kill it like you won't have any issues from it you might get like you Which, know, a little sick from yeah. it, but your
0: but gut will What surprises me it. is that I don't know, like I don't have, I didn't, wasn't taking antibiotics or any of that before. So where You did had C-diff to have th- had it for a while. I had to have because I haven't been on antibiotics.
1: I mean, didn't you take antibiotics when you got sick, when you had... In um, January. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you probably did have it for six months. Maybe I you don't got know. it right around that time.
0: That's just very odd because they didn't mention C. diff until I was in the hospital like until yeah. after my surgery or before right before my surgery but I mean yeah so then I woke up in ICU fucking did a day in, a day and a half in ICU and I was just like telling the doctors look I'm ready to go like can you get me out of here because I know that once you get out of ICU and you go back to the floor then it's you know, it, it's closer. It limits your time as to when you're being, you'll be discharged. Going. So <laughs> at that point, he was ready to go. <laughs> uh, so the next day, yeah, I was ready. That was already, what, day seven? Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I talked to the doctor, and I'm like, look, I'm ready to go. He's like, I don't see why. He's like, we got to move you out of ICU tonight. He's like, but when you get to the floor tomorrow, I, you should be able to get discharged. I don't see a reason why. So when the doctors came in, I was up and ready at 6 a.m., boy. I was waiting <sighs> for those doctors. So I, I stayed up. Cause I didn't want to miss them because yeah. you know they'll come in they'll do an assessment even if you're sleeping um, I was like bitch I stood up just to make sure that the motherfucker see me and I was like <laughs> oh I, all smiles on my face I was like, I'm happy and I'm like ah yes I feel great <laughs> I want to go home because it's better to, I mean it's just sucks when you're in a hospital and you can't go nowhere you can't do nothing you can't, you can't, even can't, go, outside. See, you can't go outside it's like it's just oh my god you feel like you're in jail
1: and Victor was in so many rooms. I was joking on him because I'm like, bitch. Like, he started in one room that smelled like straight piss.
0: Yeah. Literally, there
1: had to have been a homeless person in there because it smelled like piss in there. Like, yeah, heavy it piss. Bad.
0: And that room still smelled bad, even when after, because when we walked, walked by, by it, we yeah. still smelled it.
1: So he got moved out of there, and they thankfully put him in his own room. So then he was in a different room. And then once he had his first surgery, they took him back to that same room. But then, once he had the second surgery, he went to ICU. ICU. So, then he was in an ICU room. And then, he left the ICU room and went to another room yeah. downstairs.
0: 505. <laughs> so, it
1: was like, yeah, like 557, 501. Yeah, 501. ICU, 5, and then Damn, 505, the yeah. It was all fucking 5s. All 5s.
0: Damn, y'all. That so, might be my lucky number. <laughs> for real. I'm unlucky number. I'm not sure. One or the other. And it was
1: just a bitch because when we had to get all his stuff to ICU, we had to go clean his room out and he had had he had gotten so many flowers and all this stuff from people that had like sent things and so we had to pack all that shit we had to borrow a cart so we could pack all that shit on a cart and then they let us park it outside the icu room
0: because you can't take flowers in the icu all i heard all day everybody walking by oh my god those are so beautiful people poked their head in you must be loved (laughs) oh and everybody was just like it was everybody had to do with the flowers so
1: I think it was nice because they said flowers really aren't allowed up there. But since they were in front of that door, yeah. they were like, it doesn't bother us. We can leave it. So oh, that was nice of them. So they were probably like, damn, there's some color in this bitch. Because ICU is very like plain, you know, for
0: real. they all were taking pictures and shit. I'm like,
1: <laughs> <off the clock.
0: laughs> funny. But I mean, listen to everybody that sent me flowers and everybody that showed me love and appreciation. Like, I, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sandra, Jackie, my mom. My tia, like, everybody that came out that was there for me. I appreciate all of you. Everybody that sent me flowers. Like, to be honest with you, the flowers really, like, helped me with my, with, like, my spirits and my morale. Like, I would look over and just having everybody compliment the flowers and just, oh, you're loved and stuff like that. Like, that helped me with, like, mentally feeling better. better. So, like, I say thank you guys for everything and I appreciate everything that everybody has done for me. Um... It was a rough patch. It was um, something that I've never experienced in my life. That was your
1: first time in a hospital for my like first time, yeah ever sickness yeah. yeah.
0: So it was scary. I cried. I laughed. Yeah. I fucking almost died. Yeah. <laughs> and I was relived, re- relived. So. Um, yeah, it was a an adventure that I would never want to do again. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. But in three months, I got to go back and get this reversed. And I pray that everything goes well. But um, yeah. yeah, that was my story, guys. That's um, crazy. Crazy ass fucking two weeks. But um, happy pride to those of you that are listening that are <laughs> Um That's, that's nice. a happy pride to you guys. And, you know, and yesterday... Myself,
1: um pride was so pride was yesterday and probably today too right yeah almost all weekend so um i was like damn traffic wasn't that bad yesterday but i really avoided like the wilton area on accident um but thank god because i would have been hell
0: (laughs) for real but
1: um so because i didn't remember until i went home last night that it was pride but anyway so when i was on the way home from victor's yesterday because i stopped by yesterday night there I was like oh I haven't seen anybody from Pride when I was here and then on the way home there were these fucking gay guys in a golf cart. I don't know where the hell they were going from but they were on fucking Andrews holding up traffic as fuck one of them's like in the back drinking a drink I'm like oh fuck you guys God. it was raining I'm like damn those people are fucking committed and they were going back like they so, turned well, to go back into well, and I was like yeah, they must have gone to the liquor store or yeah. to the gas station or something
0: that's fucking hilarious but I'm sure it was fun down there i'm sure i missed it this year maybe i'll be out next year one of your nurses said
1: he was going
0: oh i know oh i had a fine ass nurse (laughs) lenny oh he was so cute (laughs) guys
1: you had a couple of cute nurses oh
0: no he was he was cute
1: yeah he was very cute he was really
0: cute he was super nice he was nice he's from puerto rico he
1: was funny he was super chill chill, he was probably like
0: i liked him a lot other
1: than your other icu nurse that you didn't meet he was probably like the most chill one, like she was super chill too. Yeah, but he was super holy nice. cross
0: has a lot of really good nurses and really good staff. I mean, their I have doctors,
1: to say. their surgeons. Your surgeon yeah. was super young, um, but I think that's the good thing about holy cross. I personally like holy cross, I've had good experiences with them because I feel like
0: they have that's the reason I went to holy cross. Yeah, I remember you said how, how much you liked it. So,
1: yeah, they have a lot of young staff. So I feel like it's a good and it's a bad thing, but they do have older staff too. Like Victor's first surgeon was very young, but his second surgeon was older and he was the lead of that whole team though. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, I feel like it's nice because you get some old school and new school because, you know, newer doctors are always doing different fellowships and stuff like that. And like, I had an issue a couple years ago. It took me, I went to so many doctors and I finally went to one doctor at Holy Cross that I was referred to by somebody else at Holy Cross and she I literally walked in and she told me right away what was wrong with me and I had been dealing with it at that point for like I don't even remember eight or nine months and um so ever since then like I had all over there my OB is used to be there he opened his own practice Oliver's pediatrician which is my OB's wife is there and she's the best um Dr. Gray and like I mean I just love that staff I think they're all awesome yeah
0: a Holy Cross is a, definitely the way to go if you're out here in Fort Lauderdale and yes. ever end up in, in a situation yes. find yourself at Holy Cross. Um, there I mean great stuff. I I, great I people. really I have to say that the, I had the best experience even though I went through the worst experience but I had yeah. the best experience with um, with the nurses and the doctors and stuff so I am very appreciative for my life. I'm appreciative to be here and being able to talk to you guys and you know always remember to stay humble. Um always remember um, people do love you. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of love. Yeah. You know, and, and I appreciate everybody. And there's two shop hats, you guys. This Just a bump in the road for now. And um, we'll be back in business in three to six months. And we'll be traveling again. So <laughs> um, don't forget, you guys, to light it up, spark it up. If you can't light it up, spark it up. Hit me up. Bye. Bye.
1: Damn. bitch. Beach.